In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every good movie has a great plot. A plot that includes the main character of the movie, the hero. That person, generally, has to overcome a great trial in order to succeed. Hundreds of movies are kind of follow this formula. And in most of these movies, not all of them, but most of them, the, in the end, generally, the good guy wins, the hero wins. After overcoming some great trial, some great obstacle, the hero makes his way to the end and he succeeds in whatever his goal is. And you see that in a lot of superhero movies, for example. And similarly, our spiritual lives go on a similar path. With our temptations, with our own trials, with our own sufferings, sometimes the struggle is hard. But if we persevere, like the hero in a movie does, continues trying, if you remain faithful to the end, we will receive the greatest joy. Now, a movie is a movie, but this is real life. So, what does this have to do with the gospel? Well, we read that Jesus said to his disciples, a little while and you will see me no more. Again, a little while and you will see me. The disciples are confused at this. What does Jesus mean? We're not going to see him anymore? And they become troubled a little bit. They get worried, they get nervous, and they ask one another, like, what does he mean by this? And Jesus, knowing their hearts, he knows that they're thinking about this. He goes on to explain it. Explain what he means by this, by this saying, a little while you will see me no more. In a little while you will see me. He first explains by telling them, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. And then Jesus' hour has come. But when she says, when a woman is in travail, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she is delivered of the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a child is born into the world. And I'm sure most of you mothers understand that very well. The troubles and trials of, of childbirth, but once you see your baby, it's the most beautiful thing in the world and you forget all the struggle that it took. So what is Jesus speaking about here in direct context of the gospel? Well, he's talking about his death and resurrection. When the disciples won't see him is when his death will occur. And then they will see him again in the resurrection. But when his death occurs, he's telling them something that they should expect. 
they should expect to weep and lament and be sorrowful because Jesus, the one who gives them life, is no longer with them. But then in the resurrection, when Jesus appears to them again, He will be with them and they will receive their joy. But then He says something interesting again. He says the world will rejoice at this. The world will be happy. But why will the world rejoice? Because Jesus won't be around anymore to expose them of their sin. Because what does the world rejoice in? The world rejoices in sin. It rejoices in pleasure. And when someone is not there to tell them that what they're doing is wrong, of course they'll be happy. They won't be bothered anymore. But that joy, that rejoicing only lasts so long. Because that's fake joy. And that joy will turn into sorrow, everlasting sorrow. But the joy that the disciples are to receive by remaining faithful and being with Christ is everlasting joy. And the sorrow that they experience, the troubled times that they experience, will be something good in the end. So for us, we have a duty to share this joy with others. Because Christ is with us. The joy is here for us. It's here in the church. It's here in the Eucharist. It's Christ Himself. Doesn't mean we won't struggle or have sorrow. But when we do experience that, we know that our joy is here. Our joy is in Christ. And our joy is in the resurrection, in the next life. And that's what we have to bring to the world. We have to live in a way that exposes others of their wrongdoings. If we're not living as a Christian, should, then we're being acceptant of sin, essentially. And we become a bad example to others. But if we live the gospel, live out holiness, do good works, being friendly with others and their sin anymore, others, then maybe the world won't rejoice in their sin anymore. Maybe the world will have a change of heart. But it's up to us to be that change. It's up to us with Christ in us. So we have to put aside our sins. Put aside, aside these cheap pleasures. Put aside rejoicing with the world because it won't last. So brothers and sisters, on this Sunday, let us ask God to Remain in our hearts. Let us truly try to see God, to understand Him, 
By doing so, we'll be able to worship Him freely and truly in a way of love. So ask Him to give us this grace. Give us this gift of Himself. And he, when He gives us His grace, when we ask God to give us His grace, that's something He won't fail to give us. But we have to ask. That's why in the end of this gospel passage, Jesus says, if you ask anything of the Father, He will give it to you in my name. So just ask. Ask in prayer. By asking in prayer, you will receive what you seek.